Welcome to Ecclesia Principles, a biblical strategy for believers to engage in God's design for government with Ray Eppard. Hello, glad you could join us again today. This week we're looking at the Lord's Prayer and how that relates to the Ecclesia. We, we, we talked about the fact that the, yesterday, the purpose of the Ecclesia, if you would, the purpose of the church, is to advance the kingdom of God. Another way to put that, because uh, so often, sometimes we, we use terms, and as Christians, we've heard them so much that we actually don't really process what they mean to us. And we, we really need to back off and just kind of look at it and go, well, what does that really mean? If we are seeking the kingdom of God and we're seeking to advance the kingdom of God, what does that really mean? Ultimately, what it does mean is we are seeking to increase the rule of the kingdom. We're seeking to increase the rule of the kingdom. Now, just a basic statement. Everything that exists, people, organizations, uh, land, territory, everything that exists is a part of the kingdom of God. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Everything belongs to God. Now, with that, the only problem is, is within his kingdom at this moment, there are areas of rebellion. Matter of fact, we could say a large part of the earth is in rebellion to the kingdom. It's in rebellion to the kingdom. So when we're seeking to advance the kingdom, we're seeking to have more and more of what's in the earth to come into alignment and make peace with God, to reconcile with God. That's, that's the objective. Obviously, it starts off first with getting people born again and having Jesus become their king. But then it extends from there. But let's read Matthew chapter 6, and I'm just going to read verses 9 and 10 because this is really the focus. Because, Well, let's read it, and then I'll, I'll start talking some more. In this manner, therefore, pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. See, his kingdom come can't be just talking about the millennial reign because everything is a part of his kingdom. What that's really referring to is his rule to come. Well, when Jesus does come back and sets foot on the earth, and establishes his throne in Jerusalem, sitting on the throne of David, at that point, he will be bringing an extension of his rule. It will extend at a level we've not seen it in our lifetime. But the bottom line is, you know, we as believers, he can be ruling our heart right now. He can be ruling our life right now. His, when he rules our life, 
then his kingdom has come into our life. And so from that, we are seeking to advance his kingdom and, and get the next part because this goes in line with it. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You see, in heaven, there is no rebellion against God right now. Lucifer rebelled. He got kicked out. There's no rebellion in heaven right now. The only place that there's rebellion is on earth. And Jesus is teaching us to pray, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, this is a, an extension of the previous phrase, your kingdom come, or your rule come. When God's rule comes into our hearts and into our lives, then we begin to do his will in our lives. His will becomes the focus of our lives. We begin to live life the way he wants us to live because his rule has come into our lives. Heaven, there is no rebellion. So God's will is completely done. His, what Jesus is asking us to pray is for God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, let me break down a couple responses to that. Now, with this, and, and I'm not trying to be sacrilegious or disrespectful or anything like that, but we need to analyze this. See, at first glance, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Not going to happen. <laughs> That's not going to happen today. It's just not. Uh, there is going to be disobedience on the earth. There's going to be rebellion on the earth. There's going to be sin on the earth. And so if we look at that, if you would, from the frame reference of the millennial reign, there's no use even praying it because that's not going to happen until he comes. But if we take that approach then we don't seek to advance his kingdom. We just, well, throw our hands up, throw in the towel, whatever term you want to use, and it's no use. It's no use because that's not going to happen. If you would, I believe the Father and I believe Jesus knows that this is not going to happen completely until Jesus comes back. But this is the assignment of the ecclesia, is to extend the kingdom, extend the areas where God's will is being done, just like it is in heaven. We're not, that, we're not going to conquer the world. You know, there are those that believe that you know, the church, if it just starts doing what it should be doing, then basically we'll take over the world and, and when we finally get it all completely taken over, then Jesus will come back. No, that's not the way it's going to work. When Jesus does come back, Matthew 25 tells us there are going to be sheep nations and there's going to be goat nations. The, the, it's not going to be completely submitted to God. But there will be sheep nations. There are people and even nations that will 
be in alignment with God when Jesus comes back at the end of the tribulation. So with that, if we just say, oh, you know, the world's supposed to get worse. The world's just going to get worse. Evil men going to wax worse and worse. You know, darkness is going to cover the earth. Will he find faith when he comes? Well, he's going to find sheep nations. He told us that. See, Jesus didn't say, I won't find faith when I come. He asked a question. Will I? In other words, uh, in a manner of speaking, that's almost a question to us saying, what are you going to do <laughs> in preparation for my coming back? Are you going to help there be faith here when I come? Are you going to advance my kingdom? But there is, you know, Matthew 25, there will be sheep nations, there will be goat nations. If you would, our assignment is to work. We will not be 100% successful. Because people still have a free will. People still have a choice. People can choose to be in rebellion. And, and right now, God, uh, the way things are set up, they can be in rebellion and continue to live and function. If you would, go back in your thoughts uh, to the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God, number one, didn't stop them. He didn't strike them dead that day. They continued to live. And if you would, they continued to either obey God or disobey God. We, we see that they, they did teach their children because Abel knew how to do things the way God wanted. That's why his sacrifice was accepted. But Cain, even though his parents had taught them because again, Abel knew, so he got, had to get it from Adam and Eve. Cain chose to disobey. And in his disobedience, his disobedience led him to kill his brother. And so we see that dynamic all the way through. That in one of the parables, uh, Jesus made a statement like this. He said, let the wheat and the tares grow together. And then they'll be separated in the harvest. But you see... Just because somebody's not submitting to God, it's not all wrapped up at that given moment. Life continues. And so there are aspects that are in rebellion to God. They're not submitting to God. They're not doing His will. But we, as Christ's ecclesia, we're to seek His kingdom. We're to pray for His kingdom to come. And we're to endeavor to increase the areas where his will is being done in earth as it is in heaven. We're to increase those areas. We're to work to that end. That is our purpose. That is our assignment. Now again, that doesn't do away with human will. It doesn't cause us to have authority over people. We are diplomats. We're ambassadors for Christ. We're beseeching them. We present to them. We're trying to win their hearts and their lives over to Christ where they choose to submit to him. They choose to align with his kingdom. They choose to implement his will 
into their lives. But, you know, I made this statement to somebody. We were just talking about some things. And, um, I mean, we were all on the same page. And I, I, don't, I don't remember ever putting it this way. But we were actually talking about this passage of Scripture, you know, uh, the Lord's Prayer, you know, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I, I told the person, I said, well, it's like most Christians take this approach. I'll pray for his will to be done, but dear Lord, I'm not going to do anything to try to help it happen. And unfortunately, that is where a lot of the church is today. Because the way they think life is supposed to work between government and church, faith and, and state, if you would, then we're, we're not supposed to do anything there. Well, let me ask you a question. <laughs> Who's your king? Is it the president or is it Jesus? And you see, increasingly, we're going to have to understand that this world, uh, this world is removing the middle ground. This world is removing the middle ground. The kingdom of darkness is removing the middle ground. The church is going to have to make a decision, just like the apostles made in the book of Acts, whether they should obey God or man. Who is our king? God bless you. See you tomorrow. You've been listening to Ecclesia Principles with Ray Eppard. Follow us on YouTube and Facebook on our Ray Eppard pages. This program was brought to you by Victory Worship Center and World Outreach. Services Sunday, 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock, 200 Hammond Lane, Stanton, Virginia. To everything, there is a season, a time to plant and a time to harvest. Ecclesiastes 312. Augusta Seed is an independent, family-owned and operated seed company located in the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. They provide quality seed, first-class genetics, and affordable prices. Get your seed and start planting today. Contact Augusta Seed online at AugustaSeed.com.